Yeah, yeah, Ryan Bars. Sit back, relax, real talk, what you listen to? Hosted by black brothers, distinguished individuals. So listen up, cause times is getting critical. This is where we ignite your mental and your physical. To the point where your spiritual is visible. Our mission, each one, teach one. Till our bond is indivisible. Where we make bread like bakeries. What you thought? It's a brother's podcast, Ash Crib Report. Brian Bars in World Tour. They give you fly bars in the world of sports. LT, the voice got the news. J Boogie, PC Joe, yeah they got the juice And last but not least we got Hawkeye and Mr. Wallace With the hot topics, yeah it's hard to stop us Stop and be our last resort It's the Burroughs Podcast, Stash Crib Report Chip, BK Welcome to the Brothers Podcast. I'm here with Police Correct Joe. What's going on? Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? Ryan Bars, what's going on? Yeah, I'm here. Back like I never left. World Tour, what's going on? What's good, baby? <laughs> hey, Boogie, what's going on? What's good, brother? Six days before Christmas, we down like four flat tires, you LT The Voice, what's going on? Gentlemen, gentlemen, good evening. All right. LT The Voice, got the news, bad boy. Mark Mellows, the former, the first former law maker held in contempt of court of Congress. That that dude is going down. They're really trying to get Trump out. They're really trying to bag Trump bad. They get him, they got Trump. Henry Rogers, the third former NFL player, facing charges for drunk driving. And also, the um the virus has been going up tremendously this last four days. Every day it's been over about a thousand cases of corona going on with this new virus and masks is mandated indoors they put a mandate on that for monday and that's all for the news right now all right so we're gonna go to the one two punch world tour jay boogie with the world of sports go ahead boys Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't, I, don't, I ain't really got nothing in the sports. You know what I'm saying? Just that, uh, you know, it was the, uh, the fight last night with uh, Jake Paul and Willie. He knocked him out around six, but, you know, man, I ain't got too much for the sports. I ain't got that. Yeah, uh, I think a couple of big things going on in the world of sports, um, you know, I don't know. I wasn't on last week. I don't know if y'all touched on it all, but, you know, Major League Baseball is in its first lockout since uh, probably over 25 years or so. So that'll be interesting to watch how it develops. Uh, they came to the table to talk a little bit this week. Everything kind of fell through. So we'll see how it turns um, at the start of the 2022. In NFL news, NBA news, NHL news, all of these organizations are now trying to figure out ways how to loosen up uh, their return to sports activities, COVID protocols, um, where, where you know, some NFL players, some NBA players is kind of speaking out about this. 
saying that this is not what they agreed to, but obviously, as we all know, sports, we love sports for what it is, basketball, football, baseball, whatever, boxing. But at the end of the day, sports is a business. And so I think these decisions that we see being made right now is a business decision versus what these unions and those organizations have agreed to. So I think that's going to be very interesting to watch coming up, you know, going down the line to include the Kyrie Irving decision, which I think we'll get into a little bit later on. Um, NFL news, again, first season with uh, 17 games. We're starting to see a lot of the, the tolls take again on the NFL. One team had 25 players out with COVID, but because of their new rules, 10 players were able to come back. So, you know, we're starting to see a lot of, uh, you know, COVID-related issues uh, take part into the, into the league, uh, into the season uh, of the NFL. And the NBA, obviously, Steph Curry um, broke broke Ray Allen's <laughs> three-point record uh, at Madison Square Garden. I think that's what he always wanted to do. It, it destroys me again to watch another New York team, uh, watch another t- player that could have played for a New York team destroy a New York team again, i.e. Steph Curry, i.e. Michael Parsons, so forth and so on. But kudos to Steph. I think we can all salute that man. What he has done is unbelievable in the NBA and how he has changed the dynamic uh, of the game. Um, you know, people inspire to be like Mike, but people go to the basketball court because what they see Steph Curry do, I think they believe that they can attain. And so I think that's a difference to me between Steph Curry and Mike Jordan, but that's for another debate. Um, and other than that, the Brothers Podcast uh, Football League is really, really heating up, coming down to the wire. Uh, we are we we are in some pretty tough games today. Right now, um, I'm playing against my main man, my one-two partner in the in the world of sports. Um, I'm up 104.89 right now, but we'll see how that turns out. My man uh, LT the Voice and politically correct Joe in a really really tight game right now, 66 to 65. Um, right now they're projecting my man politically correct Joe to win, but we'll see how that turns out as well. And my man, the man that missed the legend. Uh, man, Hawkeye is slowly, slowly, he's been quiet. He crept back into the scene. He is sitting in fourth place right where I mean, he's sitting in a thir- three-way top of third place right now with me, World Tour, and him. And he's playing Ryan's Remarkables team right now. You know what I mean? Shout out to Ryan Bars. But he used to, um, you know, post a lot of his wins a lot the first few weeks. And I think his uh, his internet server is a little spotty where he lives right now. Cause, uh, <laughs> but you know, needless uh, to say, we'll see since the since the season since this week's uh, football week goes into Wednesday, we'll see how that shakes out. If we see a post from the uh, god or not, stay tuned. Back to you. We will see so. We will see so. <laughs> man, all these players getting COVID, man. I got all my quarterbacks that either got COVID or they questionable. I had to take Jackson out from my league today because he he, he wasn't playing. I was like, man, what's, what's going on? By the time I looked at my phone, it was too late. Yo, LT, yo, LT you want to be a part of the one, too? <laughs> hey. All right, fellas. So, Kyrie Irving will play road games now. Originally, they would kept him out because um, he didn't want to take the vaccine. Now, they changed up on him. He will play road games unless it's against the uh, unless it's against the New York Knicks. He will play road games. Um, the owner said he's trying to 
went the the owner said he's trying to win games and trying to win championships. So Kyrie Irving will be playing. Um, Ryan Boss, what you think of this? Yeah, I'm glad you came to me first, man, because that's my dude, man. Shout out to brother Kyrie Irving, aka Kai. You know what I mean? But long story short, uh. You know, they should have been let the dude play role games. You know what I mean? Like, they they wilding for not letting him play role games from the beginning. I don't know what kind of, you know, disciplinary act they was trying to pull or, you know what I mean, trying to set an example of Kyrie or something like that. But, um, yeah, you know, they should have been had him playing. And they, we would have been, you know, better off. I mean, I know we first in the East and all that still, even though we ain't got no players you know what I mean? We got eight players playing and we still killing. You know what I mean? So, you know, shout outs to the Brooklyn Nets. Shout outs to Kevin Durant. He just got out. You know what I mean? But we still winning games. You know what I mean? We just beat the Orlando Magic. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm feeling real good about Kyrie's return. And, you know, I hope, you know what I mean, we get to run all the way to the finals and be whoever is coming out of the West because I, I know it's possible. World Tour, your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's good, man. I think it didn't make no sense to begin with that um, even, like, the whole Bradley Bill situation, he wasn't vaccinated, but he was allowed to play at the Barclay Center. Like, what sense does that make? So Kyrie can't play at the Barclay, but somebody oh, that was playing at the Barclay. Now that make crazy. no sense. So, but um, nevertheless, it's his choice, and I'm, I'm glad that he, he's going to be able to play. That's good, because now, um, same time, he's still making his money. So, as 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 a business move, if you know you got that kind of talent, and Kyrie's a world world on wild talent. Like Kyrie is deadly on the court, so you need him. And for him to only be playing road games is uh, sort of like a, 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 a advantage. They may say disadvantage because of chemistry, but I say advantage in the, in the low management aspect of it. See, he'll be fresh. He'll, he'll go hard on the road. So let him find that win. Jay Boogie, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it was a horrible decision. Um, Overall, but it was the right decision by the Brooklyn Nets because it wasn't a decision that was made by the NBA at large. It was a decision that was made by the Brooklyn Nets. And so because they chose to make that decision, it is the right business decision for the Brooklyn Nets. The precedence to me that is set in the NBA is bad. But again, it's not on the NBA collectively. My point as I was talking to um, one of our brothers this week about this was I said the NBA chose to get involved uh, in the and the trade uh, when they tried to trade Chris Paul to the Lakers, which was an individual decision, but the NBA chose to intervene in it because they didn't want to see it happen. What's interesting about the Chris, the, the Kyrie Irving situation is the very next day, what happened? He ended up going into COVID protocols. So how effective is this really going to be for him every time he tests positive for COVID? So we'll see how it plays out for him. But they made the right business decision. I don't agree with it, but it was the right business decision. LT The Voice, your thoughts. Yeah, I agree with Sarge and Tor on that. I mean, let him let him play, man. He should have been playing anyway. Like 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 Ross said, he should have been playing. 
And um, I want him to play too because as soon as I heard he was coming back, I picked him up on my fantasy basketball. Fully correct, Joe. Your thoughts? You are you are mute, Ryan. I said you the one that got him from me. I had him first. <laughs> oh, you know, we got the fantasy basketball league, right? And in the fantasy basketball league, when I heard Kyrie Irving was going to start playing, I went to get him, and I saw that my man LT Boy struck first. So I was very disappointed yeah. in that, right? I was very disappointed <laughs> in that. But on a fantasy basketball level, right, I'm kind of upset that he's back because LT the voice got him. So I'm kind of upset. And in the real, in, in, in the basketball, you know, real basketball, I'm mad that he's back. I think they should have kept his ass out. I don't, be, I, I, you know, I believe his punk ass should get You're the vaccine. Fan, that's wrong. Exactly. Stop hating, Joe. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm hating because I'm a Knicks fan. But, you know, I'm glad they came around because, you know, I believe in it should be your choice, your body, whatever. That's why I said drop that bomb on y'all. <laughs> but but I'm kind of mad now, you know, because now the Brooklyn Nets might actually stand a chance. And I really don't want these guys to win a championship before my Knicks in, in, in New York. But I'm kind of, but, you know, I'm happy to see the brothers playing, you know, but I'm kind of I'm kind of mad that he, you know, competition now. I, I was happy seeing the Brooklyn Nets fans suffer for a while. But it's over. And Stars when they give us no news on the um, basketball. <laughs> I mean, how are we really suffering when we first in the East, though? Still, you know what I mean? The first in the East for for I thought I thought, I thought we were Knicks fans, bro. What, what happened, man? Listen, I'm I'm look, I'm playing with the Knicks. Matter of fact, listen, I'm playing my player right now. With the Knicks, and I'm busting. I'm killing right now. Okay. Nah, man. Nah, I don't want the Brooklyn Nets to move for the but for the New York Knicks. I'm sorry. Brooklyn Nets rule. The Brooklyn Nets rule right now. Speaking of which, uh, this one is for Jay Boogie and um and and Play Craig Joe. What's going on with the Kemba Walker situation? Do y'all agree what's going on? I mean, he played last night. He was killing last night. He's had like twenty-one points. But you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, it's a, it's a cojones matchup. That's all that is, man. They just got to show like he's running shit, and you know what I'm saying. And he, and he got to show that he's in control. But Kemba Walker, he's handling it like a true gentleman, and he's very, he handling it very mature. And I, and I'm proud of son. You know, he's trying to get that check. Jay Boogie, what's your thoughts? Yeah, he probably gone. All right, so, the baby. all right, so so um so I'm gonna start with Ryan Box. What what would a world look like without a without a TV? Without a TV, it'd be a lot of just radio, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I think, you know what I mean? It'd be, you know, everything going through the radio. But then again, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Would there be, you know what I mean, any smartphones or computers without TV? You feel me? Like, if they never invented the TV, how could any of these other things be invented? That's how I look at it. You feel me? That's my take. World tour. 
Good point. Good point. What's the, what's the question again? What would a world look like without no television? Um, I don't know, man. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be different, man. It'd be less information being um, without television. Like, are you just saying? So that's not including internet. It's just television. Well, yeah, well, I'll tell you, well, there's no screens without watching something. So, you know, there wouldn't be, there's no screens without television. You know, that, 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 the screen, the computer and all that comes from the, you know, the idea of a television. It's like a, a cousin of the television, right? So no, right. we don't have no, we don't have no television at all. That wasn't, we don't have that. It'd be, it'd be a lot more things being built. I feel, and it'd be, um. It'll be different, man. It's hard to say, man. Because um, you know, we grew up semi, it wasn't we had TVs, but we wasn't it wasn't as much exposure to the screens as these kids have now. So I feel like yeah, it'll be more hands-on things. It'll be people will be doing more things hands-on and um experience having more interaction with humans and things of that nature. All right, Jay Boogie. Come back to him. All right, LT the voice. Yeah, yeah, I had to change my booth. Um, like like Rod said, it'll be us listening to the radio. We we would have to use our imagination and all that. But since if we would have had to do it, somebody would have still thought to invent the TV regardless. So if we was going through it on our times, because it was a point in time when, when there was no TVs, everything was on the radio. So by the time I ended up growing up, yeah, I had a black and white TV. Then we got another TV was in color. So I kind of grew up going up on them stages. So I don't know when the TV was invented, but it was a while ago. I can tell you that. I right, police correct Joe. And that's my take. Police correct Joe. Um, I feel like the TV, the television was one of the most necessary evils that was ever created because it was a form of communication, you know, communication is making the world smaller being able to explain about like what's going on around the world, explain about what's going on around the world, right? But also the ability to manipulate people, right? So the TV was a very powerful technology that could be used for good or evil at the same time. It could inspire you, entertain you, and, you know, it's responsible for a lot of things. It's responsible for getting us more smarter. It's, in, it's responsible for getting us dumber. But, you know, the TVs are very beautiful and yet, you know, harmful thing, depending on what you use it for. 
So, but what would it what would it be like? What would the world be like without it? By you saying all these things that is evil and no, like one thing. I'm gonna be extra right now. I'm gonna put y'all on to one thing, man. Right, just right. And this is one. This is one thing. The England, the 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 European countries came here, right, to America. The pilgrims came here, right. The pilgrims. Oh boy. No, no. I'm gonna put you on to something. Put you on to something. Simple, simple, simple thing, right? No, I'm cracking a joke, Joe. No, I know, but 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 the, but the pilgrims landed in America. They, they 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 came with the guns. They took over the America. They killed all the Native Americans here, right? So they were just pushing the Native America, killed off like ninety percent of the population, put them on a little land. They had the cowboys like bonanza and all that shit on TV, right? So the TV was able to shift the way we look at it. So they made the bad guys look good and the good guys look bad. Because when he was killing the Indians and running them off on TV, we all cheered for the Cowboys. The Cowboys was murdering these people and killing them, stole all their land. But the TV put in our brain like the Cowboys was the good people and, and, and the Indians was the bad, right? Like Hitler, when Hitler was invading, was, was killing all the Jews in, in Germany, he used to bring everybody to the movie theater and display how bad the Jews were and, and, and the reason why Germany is fighting, right? And, and that used to inspire them. Stalin used the same movie theater to inspire Russia to fight Germany, right? So the TV and, and, and movies, like they, you know, they, 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 on TV, TV make black people look horrible because people that live in the suburbs that don't live around black people, never been around black people, don't speak to black people. All they have of us is what they see on TV, what they see on cops, what they see on the news at night. And it makes it degrade black people, right? But TV is also an entertainment thing. Like I love the Flintstones, I love cartoons. It makes you happy. It makes you wake up in the morning just to watch a Saturday morning cartoons. It's, it could bring family together. So the TV is like the most powerful thing that was ever created. Because it, 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 it messes with your mentality, you know? It messes with your thoughts. That's, that's the way I look at it. I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's educational now that we do have it. I mean, you could get more information quicker, news quicker. I mean, quicker. I would, I would, I would, I would go see to things the TV for part. yourself, too. I'm cutting you off, Phil. I'm, I'm, I'm doing you. I wouldn't go to the TV for information. The best, the best place for information is in a book. Always has been, always will be. TV I'm talking about as far as news. I'm Tell talking about as far as news. You, no. I, I, I disagree with you too. So you don't watch CNN? So TV, is it educational? Tell a lot, TV is educational? I'm asking you. So you saying TV is educational? No, I'm asking you. It could be. To, what you use it for. Yeah, to a certain point. I mean, it, it could fuck your mind up, like you said. I mean, it could teach. It's the way you look at TV and what you watch on TV and your personality. Because a lot of people do go mim mimic what they see on TV or in movies. 
And that's why television is bad to, you know, get education from. It depends. No, because I'm quite sure all of us watch Channel 13. But how many of us choose to watch Channel 13? My mother and and how, many channels, how many channels are there besides Channel 13 to watch that's got other stuff that doesn't really, you know, increase brain, you know what I mean, brain frequency? The Discovery Channel, that's knowledgeable. The, the crazy thing is that the, the most the most intelligent people in this world, right? Like I know I know this one girl I used to work with, and she was like super super smart, and she's you know she's like real intelligent, one of the most intelligent people human beings I've ever met in my life, right? And I said, you know, I was asking her like, how did you get this way? Shorty said, I was only allowed to watch television for two hours per week. Mm. Right. So, but, but by you being like kind of like, so it's a book, TV probably it throws you off when it comes to pop culture and what's in and what's down. So it kind of makes you outcast by not watching television too. But I would, but I think reading and, and reading the newspaper and being able to comprehend, like, cause this is what you need in the real world. Like TV won't help you. Like the more you watch TV, the dumber you get. Not the dumber. I, I, I'm not even gonna say dumber. I'm gonna just be like, you know, it's not. A, it's not a dumb thing. It's a comprehend. Like you know, you you bet you'd be able to better understand in the real world when you're corporate. You'd be able to maneuver better the more you read. You understand language more. You you understand words more. You know. But not not to cut you off. But I want to ask because I just I was I, um news came on real quick. Um, um, new cases of the coronavirus is 22,448. That's new cases. Yes. But go ahead. I just wanted to add that onto my news. Kyrie Irving going to spread it too. Now that he's playing for the Brooklyn Nets, so they shouldn't let him play. Just saying. <laughs> Stop Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Go ahead, Yeah, so definitely. Um, I want also want to ask you, Ryan Bars, what would a world look like without electricity? Ooh, electricity, man. Dang, that's a you know, we, we got fire, you know what I mean, to you know, take care of heat, and then we would still have gas to take care of heat. So, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about heating up the house or whatever, but then you got to think about light. You know what I mean? You would have to use fire for that too, you know what I mean? And it just it would just take us back into primitive times, you know what I mean? No electricity. I was going to say that. <laughs> it, just, it just would take us back to the Amish, you know what I mean? We'll be we living most of our lives, living in the Amish paradise, you know what I mean? Chirping butter. <laughs> yeah, bitching up the buggy, churning up the butter. <laughs> raise a phone on Sunday, soon I'll raise another. Nah, but yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> It would be weird, you know what I mean? It would be wild, you know what I mean? And um, we just wouldn't have a lot of things that we uh would have. But, um, you know what I think about, too? I think about batteries. 
and stuff like generators, you know what I mean? That, you know what I mean, could uh definitely, you know, affect, you know, the way we look at it, because you know what I mean. Some people don't use electricity to uh, light up their house. Some people use generators, gas generators, and that works fine. You know what I mean. And they use this as 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 backup sometimes, and sometimes they use it as the primary source for electricity. So we wouldn't be too bad off without electricity, but you know what I mean. In certain cases, we would. That's my take. World tour. I I disagree with you, Rob, because if we ain't have electricity, I don't think we would have gas. Yeah. <laughs> so it wouldn't be no generators. Right. World tour. What's your thoughts on that? If it were a world without electricity, how would that look? Uh, it would look crazy, man. That's I don't know. That's the cave age, eh? Like right now, I'm at a um, strip mall. And everything is lit up. It wasn't lit up. It was crazy out there. Tell me how that mac and cheese tastes. Okay. Yeah. Jay Boogie. Yo, my bad, fellas. Yeah, Jay Boogie. So two things. So two things, Jay Boogie. One, what would a world look like with no television and or electricity? Um, I, I no, don't think. Uh, I, I don't think uh, the world could survive without electricity. What I do think is the world could survive without television, and I'll tell you why. We, as young men growing up in our generation, we didn't spend all day in watching TV. We spent all of our time outside, so TV wasn't really a thing for us, unless it was like something we had to do for school, current events, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it is survivable without, I actually think it's a game changer because the world was a better place back then when we didn't have a 24 hour news cycle, the use of all types of access to your phones, et cetera, et cetera. You really had to do research on it and, and understand the validity of whatever it is that you were looking at. Um, you had to do that yourself out a 24 hour news cycle, sports cycle. Et cetera, et cetera. So I think it'll be a better place, quite frankly, to be honest with you. Without electricity, we can't survive, man. I think we'll be archaic. All right, LT the voice, your thoughts. Yeah, we'd be back um back to the caveman times without electricity. Living back in the stone age, like like Ross said. We we need electricity. Like Sergeant said, we need that electricity, man. But it'll be crazy, man. You gotta do everything on your own. We have no transportation. We have to use horses and take us back. If we didn't have electricity. But somebody would have would have vented it if if it was our time. Who knows? Ryan probably invented the TV. Jason probably invented some electricity back in our days because we was re reincarnated anyway. So who's to say none of y'all did it? All right, please correct Joe. All right, one um one thing to get back to the to the TV question, right? 
um, to get back to the TV question, I used to, um, back in the 80s, right, like, when we only had Saturday morning cartoons, or, like, we only watched cartoons, like, five in the morning to, like, six before we got ready to school during the week, right? One thing that TV, television did was it took away our imagination, right? It took away imagination, because I remember I used to have my Ninja Turtles, and I used to be playing with them just for hours and hours and hours, right? And one thing that I, kids don't do now is play with toys. The one thing that the television took away was our imagination, right? So that's what I wanted to touch on. I forgot to add that in. But um, without electricity, to be real, I think the, the life expectancies of human beings would be lowered. We wouldn't be living to 90 years, you know, 90 years old and stuff like that. I think the average, it will probably be around 30, 40. That'd be the elders. We probably have 40 per year. But the planet would be- I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. All right. All right. No, all right. I'll let you finish, brother. I'll let you finish. Um, right, the life expectancy of human beings will be lowered, but uh, uh, but the um the life the life of the planet will be healthier. The ozone the the ozone layer will be healthier. The there'll be more animals, right? Because the more humans we have, and we overpopulate the earth, the more space we take up. Mm. So the planet would be in a better shape right now without electricity. But life, what we, but like I said, the cavemen, we all survive. Human beings, we adapt to situations, right? So we'll just kill animals, get fur. We, we like in Africa, we survive years. Civil, civilizations, red books, in warm climate, we survive years, right? Maybe America, so, so uh, you went me live on to yourself, but you said our life expectancy won't be as high. But you said mankind might mankind been around for years, bro. We just have a low um life expectancy. Our life because the thing is if you have a heart attack, we have um machines, machines are keeping us alive, right? The search search for more technology, research. So the, the with electricity, our life expectancy is longer. Like we could live to like 90 years old, we could live to hundred before without electricity, you might you know, you can't handle it. But I feel like people in the Caribbean and Africa, like when where it's warm climate, they'll have a long life, healthier life, but the lifespan will still be short. For me, you know, for medical reasons. But you're thinking about like America, but even in Germany, you know, and and the Native Americans, they lived in America for years. They just knew, you know, they just dress warm, just and your body adapts to situations. You know, like if you walk around barefoot all the time, then your feet becomes hard, right? But if you're a person that always wears shoes and sneakers, you can't walk around barefoot. So we had our bodies, when we had to, to, to bite tougher meat, our teeth were sharper. Now that we have our meat cooked and tenderized, you know, so human beings, our body is able to adapt to situations. So we would adapt. You know, but, was Nelson Mandela. But Nelson Mandela was around when electricity was around. You know, you know they, 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 they found cavemen. You, they found cavemen old. They, they had old cavemen. So what you saying that life expectancy wasn't really around 30? Are you serious? That's right, what I said. I'm gonna I disagree with you. Do you have Google, my brother? Yeah, but I'm on the phone right now. I ain't going to go through all, all right, that. I'm you Google it. So I'm going to go to Google, right? I'm going to go to Google. Because Google is very powerful. 
Yeah. I think we're going to talk about technology later because I think Maul is on the roll today. Life expectancy before, it might have it, before electricity. Maybe it's on there. You never know, bro. You know, Hawkeye got it doing, um, you know, college work and stuff. See, if I was on Howard and we ain't have all this technology, I would have had to go get my encyclopedia and look it up and do some research. <laughs> oh, look at this. From 1500s onward, it says the year 1800, life expectancy throughout Europe hovered between 30 and 40 years of age. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, so, you know, I'm about two different times. No, but he's, he's speaking out before electricity. But yeah, you, like, we, as a human species, we live. We live, even if we live to 40, but we impregnated women and our kids live and live. And as time goes on, right? Like right now, like what we were talking about last week, we're striving for immortality. But a great life back, a, a great life with the elders was around 40 years old, 50 years old back in the day. You was right, you was right. I'm glad I brought it up. So you checked it out, so you was right. I said I disagree, but I learned something. That's why, that's why we up on here, so we can learn stuff. Each one to each one. You understand what I'm saying? And then we pass it on to somebody else to get to learn and know. You know what I mean? That's why we ask questions. That's why we have little debates when people say something. Like, hold on, let me chime in. I want to say something. Keep keep it flowing. Keep everybody mind sharp. Respect that. All right. If I would have said nothing, I would have been like, oh, Joe talking bullshit. You talking out his mouth. Whatever, Joe. See? Now we let somebody else learn something when they listen to it. Cool. All right. Ryan Bars, what's a a world without a toilet? (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I guess we like, like, like I said before, it'd be primitive times without a toilet too. You know what I mean? Because what would you do? Where would you go? You know what I mean? To do the do. Sure. You know, number one and number two. Well, you know, us as men, you know what I mean? We number two outside all the time. So, you know what I mean? It's nothing for us. But the females, you know what I mean? They have a big problem. Hold up, hold up, God. I don't, I don't number two outside all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm talking about back I'm in the a, day. A, young, yo, you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't. If we ain't had COVID, we was going outside. You know what I mean? Number one, number one, number one. Number one is P, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and number two is Doo Doo. Yeah, but Ross said number two. Nah, I ain't say no. You said number two. <laughs> I said, you sure good? I, I, I don't number two all the time, God. <laughs> listen, listen. Everybody knows, you know what I mean? We like, like, just, but at the same time, you ain't really got it. We we could use buckets, you know what I mean? To use our, I mean, to do our thing and then throw it out afterwards. So it wouldn't be. Uh, the thing about privacy and nothing like that. So I take that back. You know what I mean? But uh, 
it would be crazy though because you would have to smell it. You know what I mean? But then again, you could put water in the bucket and have it. I'm going next. You could have it just like a toilet. You know what I mean? You could have water in the bucket to where you don't smell it, and then you know what I mean. Tissue would still be available. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. You just wouldn't have the luxury of flushing. You know what I mean? Your uh, feces and your urine down. And you know, having it go somewhere where you ain't gotta deal with it no more. That's my take. All right, world tour. Yo. What would a world look like without a toilet? Money. Without the invention of the toilet. Yeah, money. It'll be. Be, uh, most likely people are dumping in the ocean and it'd be the extinction of the uh, fish. Right? Yeah. So it'd be smelly. Because I'd be thinking about that back in like how I like shows like Spartacus. I just imagine how I'm smelling back then. Right, right. Yeah, so like, it's crazy. Crazy, they didn't even have soap, neither. Right. So, you know, it'd definitely be different kind of like how Joe was saying, though. We adapt as humans, we adapt. <laughs> like, I, I used to work at a job, I don't know what I'm talking about. A lady that's just with her, her smile, so, you know, I adapted to it. <laughs> what kind of smell she had? Uh, uh, a kind of must. That's an inside. Nah, I was going to say a joke, but it's an inside joke. You know what I'm saying? All right, Jay Boogie. Oh. Yo, what was the question? What, what's, what's the world? A world without a toilet. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, you know, one of the one of the key words I just heard World Choice is, you know, we as people are very adaptable. So my first time in Iraq for the first, because I went to, into Iraq on initial invasion. We didn't have toilets, we didn't have porta potties, we didn't have any of that. So we actually happened to burn urine and feces, you know, every every day or you know, whatever, just to, to kill chemicals. And that's the way we we got rid of it. Um and so if you ask me, like quite frankly, that's the only way I see a world without it. Um is it being burned because you know, if it sits there then it gets people sick. So that's what we used to do in Iraq just to keep people from getting sick. Initially, until porta potties got there, and then toilets eventually came. But that's just that's the only way I see. It. LT the voice. Good, good response, Jay. Yeah, you got to go to the outhouse where the bucket is at, in, in you know, in the back of the house or something, because you don't want that smell up in your house. And like Jay said, after a while, you got to burn it. Or use the um the feces for manure. 
people used to use um doodle for manure for the um plants and all that, I guess. I don't think you want to use your own shit for manure, man. But you'll use animal shit. Nah, but you eat different. You know what I mean? The animals eat plants. Animals eat animals too. Nah, we talking about about animals. We we get manure from (laughs) horses. All right, police correct Joe. I mean, it's probably kind of stole my answer, right? But you just build a house in the back, man. You, you, you dig a hole, right? That's how I know. Like, y'all, y'all, you know, when y'all go to different countries, right? Because, what? all right, shout out to um to, to, to Rome, you know, because they invented the entire sewage system. I was watching a documentary on Rome with my son, and I found out that they, they you know, they invented the sewage well, system. On what, a television? On no, a no, television? No. <laughs> on Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. Um, but they, but that's the still TV. What a computer! Did I cut so you, you off, my brother? Did I cut, did I cut you off, my brother? Did I cut you off? <laughs> did, I, did I cut you off, man? Right. So, 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 shout out to Rome that I learned from TV, right? That Rome invented the sewage system. Um, and a lot, and, and what the sewage system needs is water, right? So a lot of countries really don't have running water everywhere. So right now, a lot of the Earth population, you know, like third world countries, they don't have, everybody don't have a sewage system. Everybody don't have a, 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 a bathroom in their crib, right? Because they don't have like running water available. So, you know, what people usually do is they dig a hole, build a hut, then you take, everybody take a shit in there. When it's filled, you cover it up and you throw some mega seeds in there, mega tree grows, bang. Life would be much simpler. Like you know, it, 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 I mean, the house, the house, you know, it, it's, it's a toilet. But you don't, you know, and like I said, you go camping, you do it in the bushes, you burn it. it, it, yeah, it, 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 it you can survive without a toilet. Toilet just for convenience, not for survival. Okay, thank you so much, pretty Craig Joe. All right, Ryan Bars, what is the American dream? The American dream, you know what I mean, is just, you know, having a family, having a, you know, a place to live and having clothes on your back and food in your fridge. You know what I mean? That's what the American dream is, having gas in your car. You know what I mean? Being able to get the point A to point B and, and, and not having to ask nobody for nothing. You know what I mean? Being you know, financially independent. That's how I feel like uh, the American dream is, you know what I mean? Just having an abundance, you know what I mean? To where you don't, you don't really, you know what I mean? You know what, you know what the American dream is too, though? I didn't even go front. It's being financially independent, like not being there, not having to have a job, you know what I mean? Not like you don't, you don't really you're not dependent on a job. You might have a job, but you have another income that's coming in that's saying, you know what I mean? If if I get fired or I quit this job, I'll be straight. You know what I mean? That's what the American dream is, you know what I mean? Having your own business. You know what I mean? Or having a lot of money in stock. You know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Something like that. That's what I think the American dream is. Or even becoming 
uh your your you know your childhood dream like you know a basketball player uh, a rapper a actor a writer you know a doctor a lawyer a judge whatever the case may be you know what i mean whatever you know what i mean you dreamt about being and you know what i mean accomplish that's the american dream world tour you know What's the American dream world tour in your, in your eyes? My eyes, man. Definitely a lot of things that the God said just now, man. Financial freedom, stability, and to be able to to um to switch, to navigate, and to maneuver to different routes and become successful. No matter what age you are, there's there's an opportunity there. Like how how Joe was just saying about um you can survive without a toilet or whatever the case may be. There's there's civilizations out there right now that's surviving without a lot that we have, and those are things we take for granted. Like I could turn the water on right now. I pay water now, but. Y'all know what I mean. It don't cost me nothing. People got to walk five miles and carry the water in their head. 2021, that still is happening. So the American dream is definitely enjoying your family, watching our families grow, our babies having babies down the line, and be able to, you know, live life and see as much corners of the earth that you can while you're here. And it's, and it's definitely like is the um happiness happiness is the journey that's where the happiness lies that's the American dream to me Jay Boogie oh he's gone Polik um LT the voice all right Both gentlemen gave good answers. I mean, just to be successful, well off. You know what I mean? Basically, that's the American dream. They want everybody, what they say, quote, unquote, to be wealthy. And, well, that's the American dream. We living in America. I'm just switching up to say my dream is to be successful. The best you can, the best you that you can be without falling off and making sure everything is straight. Leave stuff to your kids. Just a, a, a general wealth. Like, just keep it moving and keep, keep it going on. And that's my take on that. Please correct, Joe. Yeah, the American dream to me is about um, opportunity, right? It's not a lot of opportunity around the world. So people, that's why everybody want to come here. It's for opportunity to be what you want to be, right? To, to, to be who you are without hiding who you are, right? Like America is one of the few places in the world where you can be anybody, anything, any, you know, any gender freely. <laughs> I knew you was going there. No, but it's true. Like, you can't be. Like, I know anything, right? Anything. 
Yeah, anything, any, you know, you could be anything you want to be in America. So America to me is about opportunity, right? A dream. Uh, yeah, the, the, the dream, yeah. opportunity, a security, because yeah. it's safe to be here better than, you know, other places around the world. So it's safe. America is safe, right? And, and as, as much as the cops brutalize us and kill us and stuff like that, it's still safer than a lot of places around the world, right? So it's, it's about security and opportunity, man. And, th and that's why everybody want to be here. You know, everybody want their family to be safe. Everybody want their family, you know, to, to you, you don't want to be worried about your kids getting hurt or in shootouts or all that craziness. You just, you want a safe place for your family to grow. And you just want opportunity for you and your kids to be whatever, you know, follow your dreams and do what you want to do. Yeah, I'm adding on to what you're saying, Joe, because um, when you um do the national anthem and they say the land of the free and the home of the brave, all of us ain't free. So I'm going to just add on to that. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, America is an idea, right? It's an idea. It's the Constitution. <laughs> the Constitution is an idea. America is not an idea. The Constitution yeah, is an idea. I, 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 yeah, you correct. The Constitution is an idea, and and this is why everybody's here, bro. Because indeed, and America is a beautiful fucking place, right? It's a beautiful place, and like I said, like you could be whatever you want to be here. The, 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 the opportunity you want is, is, is endless. Like you could be whatever you want to be. You just gotta put the work in, and, and I know it's a lot of obstacles sometimes, but if you really, really like know what you want to be and you really strive for it, you could get it here. And, and this is why everybody want to be here. And your family is safe. You know, we, we're safe. Thanks to people like Jay, the military keeps us safe. The department, the police department, even though they a lot of fuck, fuckery going on there, they still keep us safe. So it, it's a great place to be. It's a great place to be born. It's a great place to live. You know? That's it. All right, um, Jay, all right, Jay Boogie, the American dream, boy. Look, you know, I, I mean, I, for me, it's um, as I've grown and as we all have grown, I think our American dream uh, has changed um, for what it is that we want to accomplish as we become, you know, fathers, husbands, role models, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I think the American dream for me um, you know, obviously, it's, it, is, it is the idea about which quality of opportunity is available to any American in this country to what Joe was saying, right? And it allows anybody the highest aspirations and goals to be achieved because that is the total the embodiment of what the American dream is. Uh, for me, it is to leave this, leave this country better than what it is that I found it. Leave my kids in a better situation than what my mother left for me. Because no doubt about it, she left for me um, an American dream that was better than what she had. My goal now is to make sure that my kids have it better than I did. You know, I think one of the things that I always think about, though, when I do think about the American dream, and I'll tell you, I've traveled to over 130 countries in this world, and you go to any other country and you realize why people scratch, crawl, and fight to get to America because they do want to be a part of the American dream because it's not, you know, as, as green as what people show you on TV and some of these other countries where they say come vacation. It's just not there. But, but one of the things I do think about is, you know, why is the American dream different for everyone? You know, why has the American dream evolved so much 
uh, into what it should be um, for, uh, you know, for, do people want to get rich? People want to, you know, whatever they want to do, but it has changed. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so, but I do think about why has it changed for everyone? So for me, the American dream for me ultimately is leaving this country, leaving this world a better place for my kids than what it was when I was born into it. And I'll keep fighting for it each and every day because there is no country in this world, bar none, that can that can match what we do here in America, that gives people the opportunity, whether you're gay or straight, white or black, you know, Asian or Hispanic, it doesn't matter. There's no other place in this world that will give you the opportunity like America does. You just have to scratch, fight, and crawl for it. And you got to be willing to work. Well said, well said. Because I was going to ask you, would you leave America to go to another country? But you answered that question for me. Yes, sir. All right. Ryan Bars, what what does it mean to be black in America? <clears throat> oh, wow. What does it mean to be black in America? You know, I could say a lot about that because I'm a black man in America, you know? So, you know, I had a lot of experience on that. But, um... <laughs> Let's start with uh discrimination, you know what I mean? And and, and racial profiling and, and just racism, period. You know what I mean? Like we go through a lot of that as black men in America. <clears throat> and uh you know, it's a shame that it's still going on in 21 uh almost 22 now, you know what I mean, 2022. And, you know, we still got, you know, people dying because of the color of their skin. People getting arrested because of the color of their skin. Or people getting convicted because of the color of their skin. And, you know, it's just so many cases, you know what I mean, that you hear about on the news. You know what I mean? Where you, like, you just get sick of it. You get tired of it. You know what I mean? You like, you know what can I do to make a change? You know what I mean? Because, like, I, I know we got this platform right here right now, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I like, I got, you know, my voice w when I write my rhymes, you know what I mean? I want to make a song, like, you know, uh, the one that uh, little Baby made is bigger than black and white. It's a problem with this whole way of life, you know what I mean? I, I, like, I like that song because... He's talking, he's, he's, he's being political about it, you know what I mean? He's he's talking about how he not racist, you know what I mean? But, you know, he just, he just hit so many points on how black and white people in America act towards each other and how we need to change. And it's a fact, you know what I mean? Like, we live here together, and it's not even only black and white people is the Chinese people getting abused in America too, you know what I mean? They, you know what I mean? But you see, as soon as the Chinese people get attacked, they get a law against, you know what I mean, treating them unfairly. But we've been being treated unfairly for 400 years, but yet there's no law against us being treated unfairly. So, you know, it's a funny game when it comes to black men and and black women and black children. And that's my take. <clears throat> All right, world tour. Go right, no. mute your phone when you finish, Rob. Fix Go. it. Yeah, mute it, mute it, mute it. 
Okay. 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 All right. World talk. What does it mean to be black in America? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. What it means to be black. The simplest. It's um the word I could think of is resistance. Like opportunity, of course, you can you can make a way with it with the you know going back to the American community and things like that. There's the opportunity to make a way, but there's a lot of resistance. You just gotta know how to navigate, man. The odds is against you. We we understand that, so I just run with the punches. You just run with the punches. So well, that's what it is. It's tough. Being black in America, it ain't easy, you know. And and then, of course, you know, <clears throat> we have people that, like how you say with the police and discrimination and things like that. We have those those cases, and then we ha- also have those those cases that, that people that are out there causing havoc, making us look bad, or whatever the case. I ain't even gonna say making us look bad or defining those are their means to survival, whatever the case may be, only God can judge you. So like, that's none of my business, but it's tough. All right, Jay Boogie. Yes, sir. Um, I'll both, both really good comments by both, both of our brothers here. Um, I would tell you, being black in America, one of the words, so Toy used the word resistance, I will use the word resilient. And, and I think, you know, it defines who, who African Americans are and have been and will continue to be for so long in this country, right? Is resilient. We are a resilient people. We always have been, and I think we will always continue to be. The other part about being black in America is, is what we have to do is evolve. And we have to evolve as a people. Too often, we look, we look to other people to fix our problems. Instead of looking internally, where we have the biggest problems is black on black. It's not black on other people. We allow other people to come in and infiltrate our communities more than any other race in this country. No other race do you see these problems. So it's not just a black on white black on whomever, it is starting with us against each other. First and foremost, we hate each other because I make a dollar more than you. And now I have to kill you. Whereas in a white community, they say, this guy is making a dollar more than me. I probably should go get a better education so I could make more money instead of let me kill this person. So sometimes, you know, being black in America, I say resilient. I say we have to evolve. And I say, we have to take ownership, ownership of us as a people. Again, we can't look to outsource all of our issues, problems and concerns that we've had until we fix the issues that we have internally, and then we can push out. To use a military terminology, you don't build a perimeter from out and then come in. You build a perimeter inside first, protect what is most sacred to you, and then you push out. Internal to us is, is, is black people. And then we push out to fight everything else that is trying to hold us back. 
And I think that's what it's like being black in America. And the evolving part about it is where we really have to focus on evolving as black people in this country. We absolutely have to. And that's my take on that. LT the voice, your thoughts. I agree. I agree with all you gentlemen. I'm gonna just add on to it. We have we we we, we when we were born, we already had a target on our back. We have to prove to ourselves first, and then prove to other people that we are worth something. So when we come in, we already oh they ain't worth nothing. They ain't no good. So we have to show ourselves and believe in ourselves. So evolve and make it better. Like Jay said, we we like crabs in a barrel. You see somebody else with something better than you, you want to go take it or or you know what I mean? Like, like go get it yourself. So we have to evolve within ourselves first before we can even elevate to do something to help in, in somebody else. Until we be able to get said to that to that stage we're gonna always be the same way we are because no one want to help nobody else because everybody us as a people are are, are greedy some of us are greedy you don't want to help nobody that's why i'm happy i had the life life i had and the mother i had because she raised me up a different way so you know if everybody was raised a certain way to help and show kindness and show love, we'll be better as a people. And that's my take. Please correct Joe. Oh man. Um strength. Strength. When, when, when I see black Americans and to be black in America, it's strength, right? What 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 black people in America has overcome is remarkable, right? And, and they attack us on every single level, right? Whether it's educational, health, uh, safety, right? Finances, every step of the way, they they attack our fathers, lock them up. So, you know, we have no fathers growing up. We have no positive male role models, right? They assassinate our leaders. Like, they took away our names, took away our history. You name it, they did it to Black people in America, right? And we're like, we're like fucking roaches, baby. We ain't going nowhere, right? Black people ain't going nowhere. We multiplying, right? We having babies, still growing. All the shit that they put us through. Like, Blacks in America, bro, like, and I said it before, like, there's so much strength in, 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 in this group of people, right? Like, if I go to the bank, we all can go to the bank right now and say we want a loan to start up a, a, a business, right? Not times out of 10, we're going to get denied, right? Because they won't give us money for, for, for a business, or they won't, you know, they, they'd rather give us money for housing, a house to put you in 30-year debt, but they don't want to give you loans for, for freedom, to be liberated, right? Our leaders, they're so caught up in foreign everything, foreign cars, foreign everything. They don't really reinvest because they don't have the knowledge. LeBron's got the knowledge. He's kind of giving back, but you know, like, but it's so much strength there, man, when you think about everything that blacks in America did, like, right? Like I was a, I took, I took African-American history. That was my minor in college. 
And, you know, that was the most awesome classes when you take those, it, 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 there's so much emotion that goes through, you know, whether it's, you know, to, you know, life and, 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 and persistence and, you know, it's just, it's just, the black American culture is a beautiful culture, man, you know, it's survival. And even now, we in a better place, but we still survive with them, you know? And, and I saw, uh, you know, it was a, a little, I forgot the lady name, but she do like African-American studies and history. And I could ask any person that's not black in this country, would you want to be black? Would you change? To the, would you, if you could be black, would you? And I guarantee you, they'd be like, hell no. Nobody want to be black, but everybody want to be black. Right, like I rock with Puerto Rican and Dominican, they cool to me, right? But they darker than me, and they like we're not black. You get what I'm saying? Nobody wants to be in the in the category we are. Nobody. And yet we make it work, and and the black community is full of love, right? You got a couple bad apples, and and the news they kind of you know zoom in on the on the horrible things like some of us do you know and they make us look bad but like i said to be black is to be strong in america man be strong like take a black american anywhere man we survive you know i, say, yeah, I agree strength, with you joe strength, strength bro all the way strength be strong as shit, man Remember that? black don't crack <laughs> <laughs> Damn sure don't. All right. Yeah. Ryan Bars, what is the most, what is the biggest or most challenging obstacle a black man may face in his life? Ooh, that that probably be like, you know, facing, you know, life in prison. You know what I mean? I think about you know, all the brothers that just, you know, like your boy Larry Hoover, you know what I mean? He was a gang leader. You know, he did the things that he did in his life, and now he's in there, and they trying to get him out with a concert, you know what I mean? Drake and Kanye, they trying to, you know, see if he can get uh, exonerated, I guess that's the word, and uh, see if he can you know, come and be with his family, you know, I think he's about 70 years old, you know, so I think, yeah, life in prison or, you know what I mean, facing a death penalty, that's something crazy, you know what I mean, that I wouldn't wish on nobody, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, that, that's that's one of the worst things, I think, to, to have to face. World Tour. Yeah, I would have to agree with the guard, man. Where a life behind bars is no life at all, man. That's that's a scary. Like I don't even like watching a, a movie like no more because I'm in the south and that's how the motherfuckers are getting. <laughs> Word up, man. Like, Word. That's yeah, man. Definitely for some shit that you ain't got nothing to do with or. Maybe you was involved in something and they overcharge you. You know what I'm saying? They they known for that in the South. 
two different races get two different times for the same crowd. So, you know, that's a scary thing. Or what's the even equivalent or could be worse than that, you say, would be to be dead broke and nobody fucks with you because of all the things that you did in the past. That's karma. That's something different. That's something totally different. That's karma. You did it to yourself. But it is, but sometimes you may get caught up in a situation that really wasn't you. But but ultimately, I would have to agree with the God, though, man. Yeah. All right, Jay Boogie. Um, what, you, what, what was the question again, Mom? So what is the biggest or most challenging obstacle a black man may face in his life? Um, I think one of the biggest challenges, you know, the, I mean, what the God and, and, and World Tour was talking about, I think that, that that's absolutely a, a, a fear, right? But I think part of the evolving that I just talked about in the last question, I think one of the biggest challenges that we face as black men is not receiving the same financial benefits and rights um, as, as, as my main man, politically correct Joe was talking about for liberation at a bank for a business versus just a home and or even a home, right? Being a black man, you know, the perception of you is, is see, perceived as different as the video that you said to all of us, you know, it is shown right there. Like that is one of the biggest fears that as a black man, you will be looked at as a black man and you won't be given the same maybe percentage rates, you know, same dollar amount to buy a home or to start a business. I think that's one of the biggest fears that we all have, um, minus being locked up for, for something that's, you know, totally wrong. I think financially, because that's how we change our future. Um, I think that's one of the biggest challenges, biggest fears that we, that we should think about and face still to this day as black men in America. LT the voice. I agree with everybody, what they said, I'm going to add on to it, you know, especially losing your life in jail. That's totally, I'm going to add on to another part where losing a loved one that's so dear to you, that's another hard thing that, that you know, whether it's a, a mother, a child, you know, that's hard to deal with, you know, so that's other things we facing too, because sometimes that could turn us around. And you know, just just have you out of space. But yeah, other than that, yeah, something you didn't do and you gotta suffer for it, it's messed up. That's my take on that. Please correct Joe. Oh man, being born in America, that's the biggest obstacle you face. I just remember when my first son was born. And I was like happy, like, yeah, I'm gonna have a little man. You know what I mean? And I was like, damn, he don't even know what's ahead of him. You know what I'm saying? Like he don't even know this world is unfair. Like since he was since he was like in, in getting like six, like 75s and, and 80s in, in the classroom, I told him, yo, that's not good enough. You know what I mean? You have to get 95 to be regular, to get a normal opportunity, you, you know. So it's just being born, man. Like, you know, you gotta prepare for the, it's a rough ride ahead, man. 
And like I said, a lot of us are put in different positions, but just being born, just having this complexion, no matter what class system you're born in, you know what I mean? It's, you're gonna go through it. So it's just like, from, from, from you fresh out, you know what I'm saying? It's on. Yeah, yeah. Boy, we're the talking yeah. on our back already. So we gotta prove yeah. ourselves. Yeah. As soon as you come out, you're doing right, Joe. Tell, 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 yeah. If 75 ain't good, you got to get a 95 and better. That's right. Yeah. We got to prove ourselves. Think about it. Even in, in kindergarten, our kids get suspended more. Kids, you know, it's rough, bro. Like, yeah, that goes on your born. school record. Yeah. Yeah. Being born in America is like, like I said, but that's where the strength comes in, you know? And that's where we learn to be strong. Yeah, and it, 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 it starts off when we go to school because it's hard because the other, our peers, I'm going to say, may be a little jealous because they don't got what we got. Or, you know what I mean? That's where it starts. Oh, I want this, so I'm going to try to take it from them. Then you turn yeah, around, you get in a fight because you're defending yourself. Now you get suspended. That go on your school record. Yep. Like, so you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. You know, so you know what I mean. We we gotta we gotta make sure our kids be straight from when they come out because we've been there hey. already. And you hey, doing you know a good what? job, y'all fellas doing a good job. Y'all doing a good job. All y'all with your kids, y'all doing an excellent job. But you know what I was thinking about when they and I, and I just realized this right because we they, they were fighting for integration and. Like I was reading like W. E. Du Bois and um right and, and um like there was the people we always fought for integration, right? Integrated, integrate, integrate. And even though integration is a good thing, it's also a bad thing. Because one thing I I, I was um I just read I was the, the, the Brown versus Board of Education, right? When they integrated schools. They didn't, they didn't hire any of the teachers, right? So they said before integration, that's when Blacks had the most lawyers, the, most, the more doctors, the more architects, because we was responsible for teaching us. Like the resources wasn't there, but we was able to teach us. We was able to, to grow and we was growing faster. And we was more knowledgeable, right? But when they, when they integrated us and they integrated the schools, all the schools, they didn't take the Black teachers right and all these teachers the white teachers they were racist at the end of the day they didn't they, they had that own mentality they really didn't want us there so you know we wasn't taught the right way and that's like i think that was the the the, the, the beginning of the destruction you know because we put our kids in the hands of the enemy at that time and they mistreated our kids and you know and it affected us but that's off topic though, but yeah. So Ryan Bars, basically, um, what does our future um, look like realistically in this country? I mean, I I feel like, you know what I mean? God willing, it's only gonna get better. You know what I mean? We you know we're fighting 
You know what I mean? We still got our freedom fighters out there, you know what I mean, looking out for us as black people, you know what I mean, in America. And uh <clears throat> we still got people, you know what I mean, like us that's talking about it, you know what I mean, behind the scenes, you feel me? And you know what I mean, doing and trying to do what's right, you know what I mean, to support civil rights, you know what I mean, and you know, just the protection and the preservation of the black man, woman, and child in America. So, you know, I see it being better in the future. You know what I mean? We just got to strive for it. You know what I mean? We, we just got to educate. You know what I mean? Like my man, Sergeant Jay Boogie, always say we got to educate. You know what I mean? We got to have education on these things. And that's, a, that's one thing, you know what I mean, we got to do is, you know what I mean, just let knowledge be born. You know what I mean? That's one thing about, you know what I mean, one time being a five percenter, it was like, yo, you got to let knowledge be born, God. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to let knowledge be born. And I'll be like, yeah, you're right. And what that mean is, you know, you got to tell somebody. You got to let them know. You know what I mean? Yo, I don't like the way you're treating me right now. You know what I mean? I, I feel like this is very discriminative or I feel like this is racist. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean? Because some white people are ignorant. You know what I mean? And it's funny how they call us niggas. You know what I mean? And they call us ignorant. You know what I mean? But they be ignorant just as well. You know what I mean? Or even more ignorant than than how we act, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? It's like we just we just need to look forward, you know what I mean, to a greater America, you know, and I don't know how long it's gonna take, you know what I mean, but I feel like, you know what I mean, it could only get better because we got God on our side. That's my take. All right, world tour. Hello? Yeah. All right. What, yeah. What, what does our future look like in this country realistically? Future, uh, future looks like it looks like what we want to make it, man. Like we understand black buying power is strong, and if the, with the right opportunities and the right structure, we could definitely flourish within America. You know. And, and live comfortable, respect, respectfully. Like, but, um, I think the future is bright, man, because we all like the 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 way we <clears throat> raising our kids and the way we were raised. So there's a lot of things that's instilled in us and the know-how. A lot of things that we know. So it's just like we teaching our kids and we living their lives to making that contribution for them to be us to be for them to be better than than what we were. Man. Right. Yeah, Jay Boogie. Yes, sir. Um, I am. Uh, I'm very optimistic about the future for us uh, in this country. Uh, purely off of one reason and one reason only. This thing that we're doing right now, man, uh, is, is so powerful and so informative. Um, but you think about <clears throat> the guys that came before us. Did you think for one split second, or could you even imagine these guys that we watched growing up doing something like this to try and educate, to try and cultivate, to try and advance as a people, 
no, brother, this didn't happen, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, this didn't happen. So you fast forward 40 years and think about what we're doing. And this is the gift and the curse of technology, but this is a gift of technology and what we're using and how we're using it and what we're using it for. Never in a million years that we have ever thought about sharing information about stocks, let alone being black people in America, we would have never thought about sharing information about stocks. How do we make our community better? You know, how do we stop doing this? How do we stop doing that? Look at all of us, man. We're all educated. We're all fathers. We're all role models within our communities, some way, shape, form, or fashion. We're husbands. We're where we are, whatever we are, but we're something better than what they, they were 40 years ago. And to me, thinking about that means it can only get better from here because we can only get smarter. We can only get brighter and our kids will be better than we are right now. And so it makes me very optimistic about where we can go as a future, as a, as a black, and particularly as black people, um, given the platforms that we have, the resources that we have, the knowledge, the little bit of knowledge that we have right now, because we have barely scratched the surface of what it is to know for us to be dangerous as our counterparts in a good way, right? And so it makes me very optimistic about where we're going as a people and where we need to continue to go because of the passion desire um, for, for, for desired outcomes that we all have. And there are many other people in this world that look just like us that have the same desire to see a positive outcome for black people in this world. So I'm very optimistic about where the future lies for us. LT, the voice. Yes, yes, yes. Like he said, well, knowledge is power. Definitely, definitely. We are moving in the right direction. And I didn't mean that we have a first female black police commissioner. What police commissioner? Um, I forgot her name. That's why I didn't mention it earlier. We moving in the right direction. We have another black mayor. We moving in the right direction as a people. Um, we just have to keep on scribing, like Jay said. We gotta teach each other. Knowledge is power, knowledge is everything. Like he said, 30 years ago, they was outside selling drugs, worrying about the freshest sneakers and all that. We going to school here, gunshots, coming home here, gunshots. You know, I mean, just, I mean, especially when I was in on Brownsville side, the other side of Brownsville, we heard gunshots all the time, especially when I was in public school. You know, it's just, we got to continue to teach each other. Now everybody have kids. I'm working on my next one, you know, Everybody's doing good. My three brothers done, done spaced out and scattered around. I got to make sure I get to see Rod Digger next time I'm out of town. You know what I mean? So, I mean, everybody's doing good, but we have to have that education and that knowledge to be able to pass it off. I'm related to Booker T. Washington. How far down the line? I'll figure it out. I'll ask Joe to look it up for me. He's an educator. So I guess that runs through my blood to educate and to teach and to help and to give knowledge and give it off. And so we all moving in the right direction. I could see that. My brother done did 20 years in the service. He's retired, still working. I mean, I salute you. I congratulate you, brother Jay. I mean, that's, I mean, I did the best I could do. I mean, everybody got to take, take the knowledge and run with it and share it. So yes, we are moving in the right direction. I pray I'll get to see the next 20, 25 years. 
and see how it go. Believe correct, Joe. Man, I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to be fine. We are good. Like, when you think about it, you know, we, st we started as kings. We started with the civilization. You know, we were taken all over the world, made slaves. You know, we survived slavery. We survived, we survived the Jim Crow era. We survived, you know, we survived the war on drugs. We survived everything. And we're only getting better. We're only getting stronger. We're only getting richer. We're going to be fine, bro. I, I believe that's one of the reasons why, right? It, because the thing is, black people, we still have babies, right? So even though we, we're in all this poverty and, and we're in these situations, we still have babies. We're still growing. We're still getting numbers, right? And, and, and we're, we're moving fast, bro. We're moving fast. And we're, we are a threat. But I see black people doing, doing marvelous things, you know? Like we're talking about electricity, we're talking about the television, all that stuff we talk about. It was a black person input that made that possible. That made it possible for us to have, not the sewage system that was wrong, but the television lights, the, the, the street lights, you know, all that was a black person input. You know, we, we had, so the, the world, it wouldn't be the same without us. And without us, the world wouldn't be the same, man. But we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna be fine. I agree, I agree with you, Joe, because we push out geniuses. Yeah. I agree with you. We push out geniuses. Yeah. No matter what we do, man, we, we, we you know, once that person support the black, we, we, we support our people, man. We, we, you know, we support, once our people got our back, you know, black people support them. Yeah, black people um black people made a lot of things. Yeah. They they we so were inventors of a lot of things. They don't talk about that in regular public school. No, they talk about slavery. Because that's what they want us to remember. That we were slaves. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. But like I said, like but we once the information is getting out there and thanks to social media and, and you know and, and once the information is out there, we we're gonna be fine. I think we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be good. I have no doubt about that. These these young kids right now, you see, they're gonna take it to another level, man. So they yeah. already doing that. They already yeah. doing that. That's why I said we push out geniuses. That's why I said yeah. we. It would have been invented if it wasn't invented for for us. It would have been invented in our. Yeah, um, I want I want everyone to I want I'm about to ask a question, right? Um, but I want y'all everyone to get in a mindset um, or think about when you guys were 15 years old. You know, we all we all of age now. You know, with age come experience, with experience come knowledge, with knowledge come power. So, if there was one thing that you can go back and tell yourself at 15 years old, what would you tell them? There's one thing that you would tell them. With what you know now, what would it be? Ryan Bars. Leave them hoes alone. That's what I tell myself, yo. Just focus on your education, getting money, 
you know what I mean? And just focus on yourself, you know what I mean? And and and, and living a righteous life. That's what I was telling myself at 15, you know what I mean? Like just you know, have an old soul, you know what I mean? Don't don't be so immature, you know what I mean? Just, you know what I mean? You know, like, just be a, 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 a mature person at a young age. Like, like I said, have an old soul, you know? That's what I would tell myself, be mature about things, you know what I mean? Uh, even though you're young, you know what I mean? Present yourself as a man, you feel me? Because you're a young man. And that's, uh, that's what I take on that one. World tour. Yo, yeah. What's the question again? So, <laughs> if it was one thing that you would tell yourself or give advice to yourself at 15 years old with what you know now, the knowledge that you have gained over the past 39 years, what would you tell them? I would definitely tell him to be confident in it's you you're not wrong. Be confident because you're not wrong. Jay Boogie. Was that the age five zero more or one five? One five, fifteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I had to make sure, I had to make sure because I'm about to say you older than me, bro. Uh, um, what I would say is, um, I think exactly what Tor said. Just remain confident, right? I mean, at 15, I don't think we did anything that was egregious. I don't think we did anything that was, you know, kind of crazy. What I would say is, you know, treat all women with respect. That's what I would say to, to myself, because you could one day become the father of daughters. And so that's what I would tell self at 15 um, is, is one, remain confident and two, treat all women with dignity and respect. That's what I would absolutely do. LT the voice. I would tell my 15 year old self, learn how to budget your money. I'm for real. Cause I, man, shit. I done spent so much fucking money. Just learn, just learn how to budget and save. Cause shit, a nigga don't know how to save no money. I see something I like, I buy the motherfucker. Just learn how to save and spend your money wisely. And that's my take on that. Police correct, Joe. All right, I can't get two things I want to say. Go ahead, bro. All right, one thing I tell myself is. Go to school, you you and them fucking knuckleheads. Y'all take y'all stupid asses to school and get this education, right? Instead of being at spot house. Go to school, right? And the second thing is invest all my fucking money in Apple and Microsoft. <laughs> 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 See, that's why I said, said spend your money wisely, man. Yeah, shit. You said invest in what, Joe? Microsoft and Apple. Oh. As <laughs> it go public, boom, life saving. 
That'd be good advice, man. I, I don't know why you're sitting there talking about investing, Joe, because you already know I'm upset with you. I, I, I fell asleep, but I apologize, bro. I, I, I you know, I got, you know, no sleep, bro. All right, no, it's all right. It's all right. I'm just having to throw that in there. All right. Ryan Bars, final take. Yeah, uh, you know, keep it gangster, keep it gutter, and keep it global. That's my final take, yo. World Tour final take. Final take is, you know, um, I'm glad I come on this with the brothers, man, because, like, I say something, and then somebody else will say something, like, damn, you right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like... <laughs> And I was like, damn, I should have said that. You know what I'm <laughs> but nah, but yeah. But uh, oh, oh, it was soaking the butt. I'm like, damn, everybody take my answers. Yeah, but nevertheless, soaking it all in, man. It's a wonderful feeling, man. Word. Uh, Jay Boogie, final take. Final take. Um, first and foremost, I, I thank God for my. For my new bundle of joy, Miss um, Ariella. She came into this world a couple of days ago. Thanks for that. Her and my better, my, my better half are both doing well and resting and recovering. The second thing I would say, man, as we come upon this holiday season, whether you celebrate it or not, you know, this is a time of, time of year for most people in their lives to slow down just a little bit, think, reflect, spend time with family and friends. But more importantly, think about those um, that are less fortunate. And think about what it is that you could do to help someone that is less fortunate than you. This life is is more than you. It is bigger than yourself. Um, you know, you always have to pay it forward. I'll tell you guys, and, and this is, you know, in all seriousness, one of the things I do on Christmas, I do not wrap gifts. I do not do any of that stuff for my kids. But what I do is I make them go every year and go into their rooms and take toys out, which they don't play with that may look brand new. We take them and then we wrap them. And we take them either down to a homeless shelter or to a women's battered and battered women's and children battered shelter or a veterans homeless shelter, because I want them to understand that this time of year uh, is a it's not about you. It's always about giving back to others uh, that are less fortunate, and and it could be taken away from you in the blink of an eye. And so, to all of us, we got to make sure that we raise our kids to to understand that Christmas is not just about you know sitting around watching Santa Claus or some craziness. It's actually about giving back to your community and paying it forward. And I will tell you, man, it's something that I want us to do as brothers. We need to really do this collectively, um, maybe within the next year or so that we should really think about that. So I challenge each and every one of you to think about what 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 can you do to pay it forward, you know, this time of year as we get a chance to sit at home with our families and relax, make yourself uncomfortable and get out into the community and do something a little bit more. LT The Voice, final take. I agree with you, Jay. That was strong. Um, going back to what um Joe said, it made me think of a song for my um closing. That we shall overcome one day. We shall wear a crown. They, remember that old that old ritual. We shall overcome one day. And yeah, we'll overcome, we'll make it, everything will be strong. And like Jay said, give back. Because um, 
I saw a guy on um when we was going to Jersey one day, and he was standing on a, on a highway, you know, with a sign, you know, asking for change. But I noticed he didn't have no shoes on his feet. I told my wife to pull over because she saw it first. Like that man ain't got no shoes on his feet. I said, pull. I gave him my sneakers that I had in the back of the car. Even though I missed him, those I was comfortable with him. But I mean, I saw somebody that was less fortunate. You know, sometime give back, you'll get your blessing. So you know, just yeah, yeah, man. Just it's that it's the holiday season to be given. You know, especially the people that's less fortunate. You know, I got we got a bunch of sodas we get from the Chinese restaurant when we order food. We don't drink soda. I said, well, we just see somebody outside, give them soda. Two liter soda, just give them a soda. Shoot, take it to the church. I mean, shoot, we got somewhere to go. Take just take it outside and give it to somebody. Yeah, here, do you want a soda? Yeah. Yeah, it's time to get back. You know, my wife, she do she got her own business. She's gonna do a few few ladies. She asked the other lady to help, you know, for the holiday. She want to give back, so she doing a medical for them, no charge. So she she gonna do like four people, you know. And I said, yeah, you gonna get some, you gonna get your blessing. God is gonna bless you. You have to bless other people for your blessings. If you get blessed, bless them back. That's my final take. All right, police correct Joe. Man, let's keep hustling, man. Keep hustling. Um, you know, it's the holiday season. Just, you know, I try not to get my kids spoiled. So I'm trying to cut back. But, you know, just keep hustling and, you know, stay focused. That's it. All right. Ryan Boss, thank you so much. Drop a jewel before you go. I ain't going for I want to drop some bars before I go. Go ahead. Now you got to though. You got to. Because I, I was mad you didn't drop it in the beginning, you know. Yo, listen. I said, yo, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Bars. Been down to earth so long, but now I'm dancing with the stars, romancing with my bra at the Brooklyn Promenade. Being broke in the hood was a sign from God because it told me to get on my grind and grind harder. Then I'll get what I need from my father. Hollywood be thy name. I'm painting the pictures so you can see my pain. These record labels out here, I don't think they see my aim. I'm giving glory to God when I'm releasing these sayings. Now we owners feel like just yesterday we was leasing them things. Rhymes slicker like when the streets when it rain. My peeps said Ch never change, so I'm going to keep it the same. Only the flow change, only the dough change. Spit 16s, that's hotter than propane. Drugs to your ears, watch me lyrically dope sling. Listen, <laughs> that's Ryan Bars for you right there. <laughs> Ryan Bars with them flying cars. With them flying cars, Ryan Bars. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Yo, tour next. Okay, world tour. Drop a, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you drop a Jew before you go? Uh, yeah, man. I just want to say uh, peace and love, man. And 
Ryan Ball's definitely in the future, like Frank Paul. We like, yo, we gonna have to get, I'm about to get with you, man. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but nah. Yo, you ain't gonna drop nothing today? Oh, but you gonna be spitting balls? I ain't really got no balls. Let me yeah, spitting some balls too. Like, come on. <laughs> Thank you, my nigga Ryan. That's a tough, tough act to follow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, come on! <laughs> All right, we gotta get this powwow real quick, son. Come on, man. All right. Let me see what I got for you. I said, yo. <clears throat> um, what I said. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know what you said. Ryan Boss with the flying cars. That's what you said. Something like that. Uh, I said, if it's about bread, then you know your boy with it. It's the state of mind. Wrote the paradise fitted. Sent the bus back to Cartier to get him tinted. I stayed low, but you know I got the vision. Peanut butter guts, M series, something serious. Smoke the I-20 like the fast of the furious. If it ain't a young mogul, nigga, I ain't wearing it. Tell Wayne I need the black jeans with the tan. Ah, world tour. World tour. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We got the rap battles going on on the, on the podcast. Okay. All right. World tour, thank you so much for joining us today. Anytime, brother. All right. All right. Jay Boogie, yes, thank you for joining us today. Drop a juke before you go. Don't let your ego get close to your position so that if your position gets shot down, your ego don't go with it. Jay Boogie, oh, thank shit. you so much for joining us funny. today. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. LT The Voice, thank you for joining us today. Drop a juke before you go. Uh, yo, y'all know my rhymes will be tight, but I'm going to keep it funky. Y'all have a good holiday. Eat some fried turkey. And, and I promise I won't be thinking my monkey. <laughs> No, I, I just I ain't want to say that. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't be spanking your monkey, but yo, I ain't want to say it on the air. <laughs> well, shit, nigga, you said it. But yeah, oh man, yo, keep the. Keep, well, I said it anyway. He said it, but I just had and I mean shit. Yo, y'all enjoy your holiday, safe man, and keep it a hundred, man. And make okay. sure y'all call me because it's my first Christmas without my moms. So just to call, say Merry Christmas, nigga. LT the voice, thank you so much for joining us today. Police correct Joe, drop a juke before you go. Sir, that cat, rat, stat, but the tat, tat. That's it. <laughs> That's my rock. <laughs> Yeah, he looked that up. He looked that up on Google. Yo. He looked that up on Google. Ryan Bars, this is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> you taking blame for this? <laughs> all right, play correct, Joe. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. All right, this has been another edition of the Brothers Podcast. We out. Yeah.
Now that we done spoke on these topics, you know it's only right that we open up your optics for all my listeners. Now I know you got options, but I ask around the brothers the hottest, like DJ Khaled. We the best in these streets. Make sure that you're listening in next week. Shout out to Sergeant J Boogie and World Tour, LT the Voice, and PC Joe for sure. Mr. Wireless and Ryan Bars leave you wanting more. You know it's Brothers Podcast. What you fronting for? Where we got news and drop jewels galore. The Brothers Podcast, Stash Crib Report. Chip, BK, All Day, Ryan Bars. The future like flying cars.